Hello, this is Janet from JanetSandberg.com, and you're listening to the Phoenix Wisdom Podcast, the weekly show that talks to peers and professionals who open up about their darkest moments when they felt like ending it all, why they didn't, and how they transformed their lives in order to triumph over the darkness and despair. Please remember to subscribe if you'd like to hear more inspiring stories. Hello, and welcome to the Phoenix Wisdom Podcast. This week, we are talking to, or I am talking to, Franny Greta. We are both Canadians, which makes it a little bit more exciting. Um, We've had a couple of Canadians on the show, which I haven't really uh, talked about, but it's always nice to have another Canadian on here with me. Um, I'm Janet Sandberg, your host, and let's start by hearing a little bit about Franny. Well, thank you so much, Janet, for having me here. It's definitely an honor. This is my very first podcast too. So um, bear with me as I stumble through some of my words. Um, But yes, my name is Franny Gruda. I am Canadian. I'm on the Western um, side of Canada. So Edmonton, Alberta. Um, I'm a transformational coach and empowerment coach. Um, that is, um, it's a bit of a journey as to how I became one. And then, um, my main, my main, um, business is a online beauty marketplace called Kalanji. So there's a story behind all that, but I'm sure that we'll be able to unlock those soon enough. Well, yes. And yeah. And since this is audio only, um, you can't see her cute dogs wandering around in the background. um it yeah I I have developed a new love of dogs I never used to like them at all and then I married a man who came with a dog and now I love dogs so (laughs) um you never know when and how your life is going to change in unexpected ways so I never would have pegged myself as somebody who like wants to get a dog ever in my life. I'm 51 years old and you know, you just never know. And that's kind of the whole point of us sharing our stories on this podcast is that even when everything is terrible and you don't see the point in carrying on, you just never know when something is going to happen. That's going to change. It's going to change the way you think it's going to change the way you feel. It's going to change the way you want to live your life. And yeah, so, so hang on because you just never know when that's going to happen or how it's going to happen. So Franny, let's start with your story. What was going on in your life when you were thinking about um, not being here anymore? So I come from a very conservative, very protective household when I was growing up. So my mom, she's Filipino. So culturally, it's very mm-hmm. conservative, very con- in a way she is very controlling, very narcissistic. So I didn't have the opportunity to, not the opportunity, I didn't have the childhood when, you know, when you grow up, you have, you're surrounded by love, you're surrounded by a family that cares about you and they share with you all the things that 
that is normal for human emotions and development. Mm -hmm. So when I was growing up, I was trying to find that. I was trying to find that missing pieces of of human emotion where I can, you know, feel true like love without strings being attached to it or feeling like I am deserving of things and worthy enough of things, um, regardless of what I do in my life. So it led me to being in a bad relationship. And that was when it all started. So um, I ended up um, meeting this person online. I was very young at that point. I was in my teenage years. And from there, I thought that he was like the one for me. Because mm-hmm. he, he, you know, treated me with love and um, worthiness and, you know, said things that made me feel good and heard. Mm-hmm. Only to find out that he was a nar- he was very narcissistic. He's an overt narcissist. Okay. So there's multiple different types of narcissism. But he was definitely, he was an overt narcissist. And he also was very abusive very emotionally physically spiritually any kind of thing that you can think of he was very abusive on that point so he also is a different culture than me so mm-hmm. he's uh I don't want to say it I'll just hold off on that information yeah, of course he's definitely different from from me and in, in our culture and so because of that it it created a clash and lots of you know things that I wasn't aware of Mm-hmm. So eventually led to the point of him of him and I living with each other. And it started to, you know, with narcissism, you get love bombs, you get um the narciss the trauma bonding, the addictions of, you know, like trying to fulfill or trying to trying to um become someone that they would be happy with. Right. You know? And, and they keep there, moving the goalposts. Exactly, they keep moving the goalposts. They, they, the with him, he uh, tore myself apart. Yeah, bit by bit. And one of the biggest things was was that um, he would watch YouTube videos of like beauty beauty people or beauty influencers, and they had filters on, and he would nitpick my beauty like he would nitpick my scars he would nitpick my acne he would pick nitpick my my stretch marks every bit of me I was torn apart my and how even I perceived myself like my personality I wasn't allowed to be happy I wasn't about allowed to say thank you to the cashier because maybe that cashier gave gave uh was just having a hard day and so I'm not allowed to smile back at that person um I wasn't allowed to be me and that eventually broke me down so much and so much further than that so who I was I was no longer me and also the people around me I had no one I had no family I had no parents I had no brother I had no friends I was very very alone Mm -hmm. and so realizing that eventually I got to the point where I was like I will who am I? Why am I crying? Why do I feel like this? Who like there's so many questions in my mind. And at that time, um magically happened like the universe. Um, I asked the universe, I was like, I feel really sad, I feel really alone. Is there something? And maybe I can get a dog. Maybe there's a small little dog that I can get um to keep me company. And it was funny, I was searching online and then there's this little tiny teacup poodle. He's black. 
and he was on Kijiji. It's like a it's kind of like Facebook Marketplace, but on mm-hmm. Kijiji. And the owner there said that uh, his owner was uh, the grandma, and she passed away, and she's giving him away because uh, he's not getting along with their bull mastiff. So I was like, that's the one. That's the one for me. I know it's in, in deep inside my soul. I knew it. Like that was just something that you know, right? Yeah. I I met this dog. I went to to the parking lot. I'm like, I will buy him. He's mine. <laughs> <laughs> no. And so this dog, his name is Shadow. Of course. His name is Shadow. And he was like, he he had a tough life. And but he was always with me, always in my shadow. Mm-hmm. And when things got physically abusive with my ex, he was always in between us. My shadow was always like this five pound teacup poodle was literally like in between us to make sure that defend you to defend me. Yeah. Because when it became very physically, I was, I was trapped. Right. So then we got, then I got another poodle a couple of years later which is now the one I have, which is now the one I have. Shadow unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, but that's okay. Like I'm in a better place now. So that whole entire point, um, there was a time after I got Drogo, which is my toy poodle. Um, we were living in this um, detached home and um, it was, I don't know. He was very, he was very abusive he like I was I was ready to to go like I was so down I didn't know who I was anymore I couldn't find the light like I couldn't find things that would make me happy Mm -hmm. I couldn't find things that even and then like even if I was to call the people that I knew like I didn't know what to say I was embarrassed right Mm -hmm. I was shamed like I felt shameful and I felt like there was no one who could hear me or listen to me so I was and everything that he was telling me was a very 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 loud voice it was incredibly incredibly loud that I couldn't quiet it Mm -hmm. I couldn't and so like there were times when I would sit in the closet and just hide. And there were times when I would, and it actually did, I tried to like OD on stuff too. Mm-hmm. And even sleeping pills, right? Just so that I could sleep through it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I lot and I but what kept me going was my dogs. Aww. Right? Because I knew that if I didn't feed them, no one would feed them. If I didn't take them out, no one would take them out. So they're my, like, my dogs were my saving grace. Yeah. There was a time when I turned the bathtub on to fill the water up. I had a razor right next to me. And I was sitting there in that bathtub, just waiting, just waiting and waiting. And I was like, okay, it's, it's like, I can't take the pain anymore. The pain was too much. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was beyond what I could continue to feel. 
because I felt like I was worse than a dog. That's what my what my ex said. He's oh like, you are gosh. worse than a dog. And that was that broke me. Yeah. Because I didn't know who, like, I didn't know who I was anymore. Like, I'm just, I'm questioning, like, even if I'm deserving to live. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I was in the bathtub, and I was in the bathtub, and I was, like, ready, I looked at my dogs. And I was, like, who's going to take care of these things? Like, Shadow would then have another owner. Maybe he wouldn't be okay anymore. What if, like, the owner that he ends up being with is someone who won't treat him right? Because I know as hell, like, my the uh, my ex wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't take care of him. Yeah, he couldn't even take care of himself. Right? So I was like, okay, if not for me, then I'll do it for the dogs. I'll do it for them because they deserve it, at least. If I can get them to a point in life where they would be very happy in an environment where they can just, where they can thrive, then they'll be okay. And then, then I can find something Then maybe, maybe there's hope for me. Maybe there's hope for me. And if not, at least I know that they're taken care of. That was like, like they need to be taken care of before I go. Right. Yeah. No, that was the thing that kept me. And then that was the turning point for me where I was like, okay, if I can do that, if I can just get them somewhere safe, then I'll be okay. And then a, a number of things happened where, where it got too dark. I called the police. Police came. Everything like he got arrested, did some manipulation with them, made more mistakes. Because I went back to him, mm. because my That's... my parents was at the time was like said, well, imagine, imagine his mom right now knowing that he's by himself. I'm like, oh You're my god, back? Are you telling me to go back to him? You're right, mom. No, you're right. That's that is in my mind, right? Like, because I I wasn't in the right mindset. I was living. I went back and lived with them. Yeah. And they went to go see him and he like created a show for them where they sure. felt superior and everything. Cause you know, they're, that's how they were. And so I felt guilty. I was like, oh my goodness, like uh, he's here by himself. I'm like, I couldn't do that to his mom. You're right. I couldn't do that. So I went back and, uh-huh. and it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't yeah so I stuck to it for a few months I don't know why I did I did and and then I said no something in me said no I deserve more my dogs deserve more they deserve happiness they deserve to be healthy to be thriving to be like in a better environment I can't I deserve I deserve more I'm mm-hmm. worth more than this. I want. I don't want my life like this anymore. Amazing. It's funny how, well, it's not funny, but it's interesting how our brains work that it's always or very often we can see that for other people. Like my dogs need to be taken care of. My dogs need to be happy. Like we've stopped considering ourselves in this equation, but 
it's, or it's our kids or, you know, there's, there's, it's so much easier for some stupid reason Mm -hmm. for people who are hurting to look after those who depend on us than to take care of ourselves. And I don't know why our brains are built that way, but so thank, thank goodness for the dogs. Um, but I wanted to come back to also, you said, you know, you felt so alone and there was nobody you could talk to. There was nobody you could call. And that's, I think all of us, I think one of the, the major threads that are going through all of these stories that are on the podcast is that when we are in that position where we're, we've given up, you know, we feel like nobody in the world has ever felt this way. Nobody in the world will ever understand. And that could be true for people in our immediate vicinity, but you know, that's why we're doing the podcast is so that people know, you know, they can tune into the podcast and be like, Oh, other people have felt like this and they've gotten through. I think it's because like, you don't want to burden other people. Absolutely. It's that. And then also with my, with what happened with my ex, he threatened. He said, if Mm. you go to these people, you know, this is what's going to tell them. them." Yeah. Right. And you, and you, your silence because of it, because you're like, what if he does? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And you know, this is, I guess when it's also important to know that there are helplines, anonymous helplines that you can call when you're struggling so that, you know, vile partners don't have anybody that they can harm or threaten, but you still have somebody you can talk to. Yeah. So it, it's tougher you know, when you, when you, when you have someone who's very controlling because they watch every move you make. That is true. Yeah. They watch everything. And then you have to be, te- you have to be so careful because if you have one slip, it's uh, it's you're back under again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um it's an it's an old roller coaster, but there there is a time when you when there's something in you that says, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then when you make that decision that yes, I can do this and I do deserve to have a second chance at life, then I then then you do it. I I think that's that's the pivoting point. I don't know yeah. when. There, no, there's... it's different for everybody. Yeah, depending it's on the, for everybody. the situation and and who you are, and but it's that that rock bottom that we, people always talk about. And sometimes we hit rock bottom several times before we <laughs> get to that yeah. point where it's like, okay, my choices are, you know, death or living but not in this situation so I'm I'm very glad that you chose the second option and you know thankful and grateful for your dogs who were there to provide that little bit of of oomph to get you over that that hump so I don't think I don't know I don't even know what I do without my dogs in my life anymore (laughs) yeah it sounds like it now I'm like even more want to get a dog. <laughs> so tell us about your life now. So how, how have things changed? You finally, you left that situation and then what happened? So I put it, I took a leap of faith. I told myself, you know, when I, when I 
got out of that situation and then I like moved back to my parents I told myself that there's no there's no way I'm going to go back and be manipulated again mm-hmm. so what I did was I took a leap of faith um I went into car sales all right sales and I did really really good in it and I um at the same time I met my now husband who's my soulmate he for some odd reason I manifested him and he came at the right time he mm-hmm. helped me overcome hurdles that I think would have taken me more time if I did it alone yes so I had I met him and then I started doing really well in my career um and then from there I started an online beauty marketplace and that was a way for me to help women who have you know who ha- are hiding back from their from their skin and from you know the things that that makes them feel uncomfortable you know because when I was reminded of how imperfect I was yeah I don't want anyone to go through that again I don't want anyone who I come up to to feel like they're that there's something wrong with them just because they have a couple acne scars no that's it's beauty from within how they feel and if they feel good they shine even brighter they glow they radiate there's so much energy around them that just is that they get that they're magnetizing everything that these are they're deserving in life so that that's what I started and I still have it running up until today and um, I hope to grow it bigger and then my now husband he um, we manifested an incredible life I have an incredible relationship with my father-in-law who is like my, my biggest supporter as well well and Aww, cheerleader love it and I have we're living in a dream house right now on an acreage with lots of trees we hear the loons at night and it's just Aww. beautiful so peaceful the energy is here is just so calming I if I was to tell me like 10 years ago 15 years ago that this is my life I don't think I would have believed it mm-hmm. but it's incredible like how how just from from making from changing your 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 decision to I deserve more mm-hmm. like I am worthy I'm deserving I have there's so much more to what life has to what life has to offer and now like and because of that from my transformation, I became a coach because I've noticed and I've had so many conversations and discussions with women who they also are going through that. And I've, and I have a client, she's going through that too. And it's different when you're able to coach someone to know that they've been through it and how yes. they are able to you know, overcome it. Yeah. Well, I think that's so many of us in the, in the coaching and healing world, you know, we're just like, it took us so long to get through this by ourselves and we're going to go out there and help other people do it better and faster and easier. Exactly. Exactly. I know that like when I went to my therapist, my psychologist and stuff, they prescribed me medication. I was like, this is not, no, I can't, this is not who I am. If I take this, this meds, I'm completely not me. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. funny how like some psychologists are able to manip- be manipulated by a narcissist as well. 
Mm-hmm. So sometimes you need to be the one to be the one for your client that resonates with each other. Like you, you resonate with your client, your client resonates with you because there's that connection. And when you have that connection and you have that trust with the, with you and your client, it's, it's incredible. Yes. And I didn't have that. I did not have that when I first started my journey because I didn't know who I could go to. Mm-hmm. Because when I went to people who were, you know, who had the background or had the education or the experience, they weren't what I was hoping they would be. Weren't what you needed. And yeah, that's, that happens a lot and it's, it's worth shopping around, you know, sometimes like with anybody, you know, you meet how many people every day and only a select few of them become your friends. And it's the same, you know, you have to you have to vibe with the person you're working with. So if you see one therapist being, you know, counselor, social worker, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever, and you, you don't get along, try somebody else, but don't give up because it's, it's worth. And same with coaches and healers and doctors mm-hmm. and all of that. You have to find shop around until you find the right one, because yeah. that's when um, things are really going to start changing. When you have that support network of people who and professionals who actually support you and they're not just there to get paid. Yeah, I actually had a lot of inner work that I needed to do. Even when I went left my my abusive relationship, I thought I did all the work until I became until I got into a safer space with my marriage and where I'm at mm-hmm. and all the emotions that I thought I've dealt with came out and I and I was having these nervous breakdowns and like anxieties coming up being a human repellent every everything was going the opposite direction and then I was like okay maybe I need to ask for help and I did and I found my therapist I found her we worked she worked on me for over four months and it was very it was like I had to be there I had to show up and I had to do my work yeah, I think that's really important too. Is like you have to do your work. You need to show up. You need to face whatever it is that is causing you that's causing you all this stuff, this emotions, so that you can feel it, and then and it changes you. It changes you in a totally different perspective and different level. Because if I didn't do that, I don't think I would be here today on Janet's show, nor being a transformation coach. So it did, it did change a lot of where I am today too. Yeah. I love what you said there about how being in a safe space allows us to work through more stuff. And, you know, it's trauma and, and things like that. It's they're, they're onions right? Like Mm -hmm. you get through a layer and you're like, oh good, I'm done. Oh no, there's another layer. And you just keep spiraling back. But every time you work through it, it gets easier and and you get better. And it's frustrating sometimes. You're like, oh, I thought I dealt with this. I thought I dealt with this five times already. (laughs) And eventually, eventually you do. But every time, you know, you feel safe, that's when your, your body and your emotions are going to release because they can. Yes. You know, and you, you held on to so much stuff for so long. So it, it takes time to release all of that stuff again and, and let it out. So I'm so happy that you found somebody who makes you feel safe. 
and that can help you work through that stuff. I love, you know, you've sort of come full circle and now you're helping others. And yeah, thank you for sharing your story. Is there anything else, any sort of like advice or tips that you would give to somebody who's struggling or is in um, an abusive relationship? Um, what would you tell them? Um, I would say use whatever you've been through as your power because the universe doesn't throw things at you just because to hurt you. It's because there's more to your life than what you think you're currently going through right now. Yes. Yes. And there is so much more to come that you can't there. even imagine. Exactly. There is so much more, so much more. And I am the greatest example of what, of what it is like after. Yes. I love it. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and being allowing me to be your first ever podcast <laughs> thank you so much janet it was no so problem. it's definitely an amazing experience and i hope that this that this will help motivate and inspire women to take the leap of faith me too thank you Thank you for listening. Remember that you are loved, you are worthy, you are valuable, you are meant for more, and that it really does get better. If you are in crisis, there are numbers that you can call or text to get the help that you need. That information for Canada and the U.S. is in the description below each episode. If you are in immediate crisis, please call 911. We love you, and I hope you'll listen again.